Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? This is episode 70. Number 70, the final original content episode of 2017. Yep, the final episode, the final regular episode of 2017. This is your boy, Mr. Busby. And over here, back home, your boy JC No Hunnets. No Hunnets! And we actually in the same spot. We're in JC's spot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, you know, excuse my somber voice right now, getting over a sickness. And also on top of that. You got Ebola. Yeah. It's contagious. <laughs> You're contagious. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting over a sickness and all that stuff. And also a sickness off a certain album that came out that Ooh. we'll talk about later. But, um, yeah, man, how's it feel to be home, Nyako? Great. Got back in Wednesday morning. And as soon as I realized it was after 12 p.m. and it was still only 63 degrees, I was loving it. Da, 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 da. Too damn hot in L.A. Yeah, I bet, man. It's um, nice and cool in so there. Yeah, so I, I loved feeling that. And then I loved going to the first traffic light and seeing the uh, the left turn signal. <laughs> because L.A. is not left turn friendly at all. So that was oh, wow. amazing. I'm a lefty, so damn, that's going to be a struggle whenever I move out there. Yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah, when you came out here the first time I saw you physically again is when we went to go see star wars episode eight star wars star wars and uh power. the power <laughs> I'm, I'm, like we say we love ep- we just love episode three just for the fuckery just for the quotes man like when me and jc walked out we were still quoting that shit oh yeah <laughs> I won't take it. <laughs> what, what was it um the part where oh when uh, he accidentally chokes out Padme, um, <laughs> and then he's staring down Obi Wan. You know you've done that yourself. <laughs> you won't take away from me. <laughs> and you get the whole camera angle. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I literally because we did that whole fucking dialogue word for word. Because I love that dialogue. Y'all, man. it's just so <laughs> stupid. It's just so I don't know what George Lucas was thinking when he wrote that shit, man. Like he's supposed to give us emotion, but there really is no emotion. It was just. JC pointed out it's unintentional comedy. Yeah, it's it's great. It's awesome. I love that. I love just that the, dialogue. Just for the fuckery. <laughs> Especially Palpatine's voice, man. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but um we saw episode was it's not technically it's not called episode eight. They just call it The Last Jedi. Yeah. So this is the eighth installment of the whole Star Wars series. You know how I do when it comes to movies, man. Because mm. uh, you know, for the the pedestrians out there, we was at um Eastridge. Eastridge AMC. And, um, of course, I went over to the food court before we met up. <laughs> got I got a McPick, too, and a water bottle, and I stuffed it in my hoodie pouch. <laughs> and then I went to Mrs. Fields and then stuffed both my pockets with some cookies and he, walked right up in that mug. Yeah, the macadamia cookies? Had the chocolate chip, macadamia, and then had a, the, the wild card, because, you know, you buy four, get the fifth for free. Um, uh, the wild card was the M&M. I haven't had one. Well, irony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, save that laugh for later. But The Last Jedi, man, that man, it was that movie was the longest Star Wars of all the movies I've seen. Of all the Star Wars movies I've like seen. Like what, almost two forty two that, hours forty five minutes? It felt like three hours, but it it went by hella quick. Yeah. And when you look at the reviews, like if you look at the critics, critics fucking love it. But there's a split between the critics and the nerds. The nerds are dissing this movie really hard. But before we get to those niggas, what do you? It's about our review. That's the only review that matters. And honestly, the Last Jedi was fucking awesome. 
That was dope. To me, it was fucking... And honestly, there's also spoilers. If you guys haven't seen the movie by now, the movie made $220 million at the box office. The whole world has seen this movie by now. So if you didn't see it, oh the fuck well. That's your fault. Yeah, right. that's your fault. So we're just going to spoil the fuck out of it. But yeah, man, I, I like the direction they took with this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it was... Um, now I definitely had some what-the-fuck type of moments. Oh, like, yeah, there was a few. Like... Okay, we're just going. I'm jumping right into it, like because everybody knows I liked it. I already said that on social media. Yeah, same here. When Leia turned into Superman, Supergirl, Superwoman. No, it was Superman. Super okay, Superwoman, bro. No, because not even Superwoman would do something that like that. When Leia turned into Superman, I I tuned out for ten to fifteen minutes. I, mean, I, 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 I was through with it. I I didn't see, I did not at come that back. Moment, that when moment. that when that happened, my I was just like, you know what? I can't I can't be mad. Someone else took control and. I'm looking at it from a logical standpoint. She's a Skywalker at the end of the day. This is, takes place 30 years after Return of the Jedi. Luke probably taught her some shit. That's all nice and well. Chances are he didn't teach her because it's just in her blood. But it was just the timing of it. Yeah. And it wasn't even necessarily that it happened. It was it was the portrayal of it. She was in air just Floating. sleep. And all of a sudden her finger just rose and then she floated back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I'm not buying that. <laughs> I mean, nah. Yeah, I get that, and and also another one. I guess I guess we could all all think all, a lot of the nerds and a lot of the critics can agree with this one. The subplot between Finn and Rose. I could have done with that. Like it was it was it was a good third story to add to it, but but it was unnecessary at the end of the day because they didn't really hack into the hard drive. They didn't do none of the shit. Old right. boy ended up betraying... Bruce Arturo ended up fucking betraying Which was him. a turn on, you know, trying to make it the new age uh, Lando. Lando. But, you know, but it was just like... Alright. It was like... Well, that right. just like the... You would expect for... With that kind of scenario, they have a bunch of adventures. Not necessarily an adventure, but some adventurous moments. And what was it, the mutant horses or whatever they were racing? What like they were kangaroos, whatever. It wasn't even interesting. Like it was just they freed them and there. then that was it. And it was and it kinda just took away from the whole Ray and Luke storyline and Kylo Kylo being a little bitch again and Hey man, don't disrespect Kylo. Kylo's a bitch. He's still a bitch. Kylo's the great honestly at this point You call Kylo the Great? No, I was about to say at this point in the game. Kylo's actually more advanced than Vader was at their time. But at the same time, if he was that much of a gangster, he would have killed Leia. He would have killed his mom. Oh, I, I said that. I said that plenty of times. But I don't think that was on Kylo. I think that was on the director, not Kylo. So <laughs> that was on know. the director. Not, so yeah, you don't. That was on JJ Abrams. I wasn't on Kylo. JJ Abrams didn't direct this. Oh, well, see, well, there you go. That's that's my point. Yeah, exactly. he produced it. I forgot the nigga that directed it. But I like the way he took the movie though. Like, well, okay, let's talk about everything we did like about the damn movie. Um, the action sequences were fucking phenomenal. They're great. I like Kylo's development. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I liked the backstory that showed it wasn't just him turning evil. Mm-hmm. It was Luke's lapse in judgment that forced him into the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like that. Uh, Ray's development, I wanted more. Um, I think a lot of people wanted more. Definitely, and especially because it was like... They just mind fucked us with, oh, your parents weren't special. Like, what? I didn't believe that. I, I don't believe it either, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, that's what we 
that's what you built up for this point. Like, I guarantee in episode nine is going to be because a lot J. more. Because J.J. Abrams, if you saw The Force Awakens, he left hella clues. He left little blueprint clues about her past. And 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 force he like you know the flashbacks and shit like right. that. She left he left clues for your ass. So some people were just mad he didn't really follow through with it. But in my viewpoint, that's what sequels are for. Yeah. So and you know you don't have to answer that until probably the next movie. I probably have this feeling in the next movie, which is maybe the last one in this little saga. They're gonna answer everything. No, I get that. Uh, but I think what pissed off a lot of fans was it wasn't that they were asking more questions. It was that they were asking more. It was bringing up stuff that deserved more. questions question or answers to the questions mm-hmm. than answering previous questions beforehand yeah um <coughs> obviously the main thing i enjoyed was the connection between kylo and ray uh, but not just the connection just how they how they use the force no, that's something their, their connection overall yeah, this yeah. was just that was amazing um that's something that nobody i don't think anybody's seen that as far as it's probably getting canon with the books and the video games but as far as seeing it on screen i don't think that's ever been shown before i mean they kind they kind of did do that with luke and leia in empire strikes back right you know when he called for her name and shit then they actually opened that concept even more and yeah they took it further they took it further which is pretty interesting and plus these motherfuckers are like having the force on steroids and shit. Yeah, that's what they. That's pretty much what it is. They have the force on steroids. It's, I, it's all raw. So yeah, they, 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 there's no limits for them. Yeah, they have no limits. So it's like, how does and this question is like, how did how does Ray know how to do all this shit like right. that? How does you know? It's just like a whole bunch of questions that still needs to be answered, which I really feel is going to get answered in the next one. Uh, what else was we need? Oh, Luke, Luke's character. How'd you like how he how he was? How he I like was how he's aged. Yeah, he's not the sweet, uh, innocent. You know, the the guy that was in the the first original three, mm-hmm. he's he's aged properly. It's been thirty he's years. He's seen some shit. Yeah, he's seen a lot <laughs> of shit. And uh, he's not too keen on seeing anymore if he can handle it. And that's initially how we ended up with this new trilogy, as it re- was revealed in the story. Mm-hmm. Especially um, when, especially like you knew he was different because when Ray gave him the lightsaber, this was his dad's lightsaber. This was Anakin's lightsaber. And as soon as he did that, as soon as she gave him the lightsaber, he just looked at it and tossed that shit over the fucking cliff. Bye. Yeah, bye. And See you in episode nine. Yeah, pretty much he just did that. And that was almost like a metaphor for like, yo, this is like, this is like all the fucking theories you had about all the trilogies and shit like that. What you thought about this movie, throw it out the window. Yeah, pretty much. I, I like that. Though. I liked it. And also, and also Yoda's appearance and shit like that, which I didn't see coming. And it was puppet Yoda. It was puppet. Not, not CGI Yoda. It was nah. puppet Yoda from Empire Strikes Back, which was interesting. I was like, oh shit. And puppet Yoda came back and burned some shit down. Yeah, he burned. It was the last <laughs> essence of the Jedi. And, you know, and he was still teaching Luke shit. I didn't mind none of that. I love oh, I no, awesome. the callbacks to the original movie. Even Just, the um, even the story with, uh, I forget the other character, the one that helped Finn in the first one. I forget his name that helped Finn from the first one the one that had oh, Poe Poe thank you Poe um, I like Poe's storyline where they were focusing on being a hero versus being a leader mm-hmm. that was a great that was a great yeah, story that line. was a great that was a great thing man I also like Rose the little Asian girl I Rose. liked her it was just her just they they could have developed that yeah they could have developed, developed it better. a little more she a cutie though the actress that plays her she's a little cutie she's like a nerd in real life but um, what else is there to touch on? What well, the the lightsaber? Oh, Snoop, um, Snoop's killing. Snoop, Snoop, because Snoop, it's a Snoop, Snoop. Not Snoop, Snoop. I thought I said Snoop. You said Snoop. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that that part was really surprising to me. That takes balls to kill the main, like the main big bad guy in the second movie. I still want to know who the hell he was. That's what books are for. 
Well, they said they said this wasn't canon. That's the problem. No, 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 no. When they write the books on him, they're gonna break. Oh, that's what I mean. Well, that don't help because that's gonna be a while from now. I want to know who he was now. Well, shit. You know who Palpatine was when um, we saw what's it called? When we saw Return of the Jedi and shit, we didn't know who he was until the prequels. Yeah, that's true. Well, shit. Just get just play the video games and read the books and read the comic books. Then you're gonna know who he is. But yeah, and then that lightsaber battle between them because when that shit happened in the movie theater, when the lightsaber turned on and we thought Cairo turned um, face for a little bit, mm-hmm. it was like, oh shit! And the lightsaber battle, that shit was fucking epic. As oh, soon as that some, happened, that was when that shit happened and they got that shit, I leaned into my like, okay, nigga, let's go. And <laughs> niggas were just slicing, dicing. Man, Ray was just throwing shit. And that last little part where she threw, she threw the saber and then, and then she, he just, just popped clicked it, the button, clicked the button and popped him in the eye. That shit was dope, man. But um, I and then what I appreciated about that is just when you think he's about to be face, mm-hmm. they run a parallel perfect. They ran this so See, smoothly. You, perfectly. you caught this. I you you brought this up as soon as we. They left. ran the parallel like, oh. back to episode three, before um when Anakin's in the lava and initially when it's um Padme that gets off the ship first, mm-hmm. tries to bring him back. And he says, I'm becoming more powerful than even uh, the Emperor. The, even the Emperor. We could run this together. Mm-hmm. They brought it right back and they led right into his grandson, offering this woman the same thing, saying, Run the galaxy with me and we could Bro, do it. Pretty much way. he did what he said he did what his granddaddy didn't do. He killed his, his master. Yeah. He killed his master and now he wants to run shit. Well, so, I mean, he did kill his master. He did kill his master, but that was off of desperation. Well, well, yeah, Anakin killed his. Yeah, to save his fucking son. Yeah, so I he mean, was Anakin at that point. Yeah. Still a bitch. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, that, and that was interesting. And plus, the final battle between the last and the third act when it was Cairo and Luke and the final battle when it was... That was amazing. But you know you know what you didn't know? I don't know if you noticed this shit. But you know when when, when they're on that little... Um, what was it? When they're on the planet... And it was that little white salt shit was on the ground. Yeah. So every time they were walking, there was a red, there was a red um, footprint. Yeah. When you saw Luke, you didn't see there no, was no footprints. there was no footprints right. at all. I noticed that on my second viewing. I was like, oh shit, there really was no footprints. I was like, okay, and I thought that was great just, attention to detail. Oh yeah, I, I was, I, that's <sighs> that's what separates the good movies from those that really stand out. Yeah, just those little attentions to detail. And then that part where Luke, when they shoot all the fucking, <laughs> the, oh like, yeah, all the cannons at him and shit. And I was like, well, there goes Luke. And then Luke's like, he just pops up and just does the dirt off his his shoulders. (laughs) And then then when it gets revealed that he was on the other planet meditating and shit like that, I was like, oh, wow. I even said, wow. Coldest part was I looked at him and said, see see you around, around, kid. kid." And disappears. (laughs) That was some gangster shit. Like, see you around, nigga. But but ultimately that... Performing up. all that, he used up all the rest of his natural life, and he became one with the Force after that. Yep, he was at peace, saw the sunset, and then he became one with the Force. So he'll show up in Episode Nine as a fucking ghost to to raid Ghost Jedi or whatever. Ghost Jedi or whatever, and which honestly, that's the little point. I'm kind of disappointed in that because I wanted Luke to fight a little bit more and be more of a what's it called in the movie. But like I said last year, like after Han died, all bets are off. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing too. Again, is he's we he he was the main focus on in um those original in, in three. Original three, yes. So this one he has to this that's the thing that people gotta understand. When you're not the main character anymore, the story isn't about him anymore. Mm-hmm. So now he has this to story play ended. Now he has to play the role of this is his Obi Wan role. 
Man, he's yeah, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be raised Obi Wan pretty much. Right. And that's just that's evolution. So that's pretty much how it goes down. Um when it comes to Leia, um Yeah, that's the thing that sucks. First and foremost, again, rest, rest in peace, peace to Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Um I understand that they wanted to keep the original as much of the original as possible because she did do all those scenes yes. prior. So yeah. I, I understand it, I respect it and I give it respect in that instance. Mm-hmm. On the flip side though, they missed a major opportunity to make Kylo Ren that villain. They really like yeah. they really but really then missed if they it. do that, then that's gonna be like they had to do hella reshoots. And you know that was gonna cost money. You know Disney wasn't gonna throw the bag at them like that. Disney got the bag. Stop. Well, now they bag. got the bag. They had the bag before that. <laughs> no, but now they asked. They got unlimited bags. Yeah, unlimited bags. <laughs> 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 now they really got the bag. So, hey, yo, Mickey, it's gonna cost two billion dollars to get this new X Men done. Kiss five million. Do it. <laughs> I just now you got this image in my head of Mickey Mouse in a hoodie, yeah. sitting on the fucking. That's probably the cover. If we do it. find it, do it. <laughs> and side note: if y'all don't know, fucking Disney bought 20th Century Fox. Disney pretty much bought Western civilization. That's yeah, what they, they bought. bought. 20th Century Fox, and they got fucking. They now they got now they got the rights to X Men. No, they got all to all the Marvel movies: X Men, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, and Deadpool. And they said they're gonna keep Deadpool the way he is. Hallelujah! So and they got the rights to Av- Avatar. So you know James Cameron just nutted in his pants because now he got Disney money. Oh yeah, it, yeah, he's funding yeah. the sequels. But besides all that, when it comes to Star Wars, I like what they did with this movie. I on it, but it's just, it kind of just left on a. Like Empire Strikes Back, it was a really bittersweet ending. Same with Attack of the Clones, it was kind of a bittersweet ending because we knew, because Empire Strikes Back had like a f- fucked up ending because yeah. you know Luke lost his hand, fucking he found out Vader's his dad, Han Solo it got frozen in carbonite. It was like one big ass to be continued. You know what I mean? Right. And Attack of the Clones episode two, we know the Clone War is coming. Anakin and Padme got married, but you know what his future is going to. So you know if this is going to be a bad ending. This one left us with some hope. This could have been the end of the trilogy right here, if you really think about it. It could have. I think what, in essence, though, what it did was it left a lot to be desired, but not necessarily in a good way. It left a lot to be desired in a mixed bag type of way. Yeah. Where it was, you want more, not because you're excited for the next one, but you're actually lightweight pissed. Like, why did you bring this up now when you could have answered... The last question I had from the previous one. And what also sucks more is not because Leia, because the last shot is everyone's on the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. That's the last, like the, the last part of the resistance is on the Millennium Falcon, including Leia. So, of course, they're going to kill her off or some shit in the next movie. I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe she died of old age or some shit like that. And, I don't know how they're going to do it. They'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, the nerds, it's the one thing that's really been curious about me about this movie is just how the nerds backlash on this movie. They are roasting this movie. They're calling it. They're saying, I saw one review saying that this was this movie is bad. Is This movie makes the prequels look better. Really? Yeah. I, I was I like. I would never go that I far. I didn't go that far. I was like, gee, I liked it. And then. And I and I was I was going looking at reviews from the movies and I was looking at certain YouTube reviewers and you know they kind of did the plot holes like how we 
put like pointed at some stuff. But right. I looked at this one nerdy nerdy ones, and they were just getting angry because number one, another person that was that wasn't in the movie, well, that was in the movie was Plasma, the big ass stormtrooper, the tall ass female stormtrooper, mm-hmm. Plasma. I'm, I was upset with that as well. You don't I mean that's I like the minority that did not give a damn about her. Well, because you didn't give a damn about her because she was an afterthought when they were supposed to make her somebody that could have been elite in the first and. Episode 7. Yeah. And the reason why she was an afterthought was because traitor Star Trooper came in. Yeah. So for that, it was like, well, why the hell did you bring her back in this one then? Like, yeah. you got everybody's hopes and up. They and they said you... that she had a more predominant role. Yeah, like, she didn't of. have a more predominant role. She did the exact same thing. This time, she just died. Yeah, she was about to execute Finn and Rose, and then fucking Finn just got up and clocked her in the head, and she fell into hell. Fell into fiery pits of hell. And they just, her and glass was, of her mask shattered, and you just see her eyeball. Yeah, and then it's kind of like, okay, so I, I don't, I really didn't think she died. They're going to probably bring her back in the next I mean, that's, the, that's why people were upset. It was, you said she didn't have a bigger role, and then her role was really on for like 10 I, or 15 That's minutes. one thing I was really, I was like, you, he's like, damn, you nerds really love her like that, huh? All I don't right. think it's necessarily about loving her. It's just that the they, principle. it's the principle. If you're going to introduce somebody and say they play a predominant role, mm, then let them that. play a predominant role. And then I think the number one thing that we're really angry about like the nerds the star wars nerds is that none of their because i'm telling you leading up into this movie when that first trailer came out they had so many theories oh, about yeah, that, where yeah. the movie was gonna go and shit like that and none of their theories came true when when snoke died that's when they threw all that shit out the window they were just like what and nerds were really upset that none of their theories came true. They didn't. They didn't listen to them. And then at the end of the day, I'm going like, "You niggas don't write this damn movie. They're not gonna listen to you guys. You guys are gonna see it either way." George Lucas don't have nothing to do with this no more. But the only thing I will say is that this better lead into something. The like the last movie, the last part of this trilogy, they better have like a really good ending for this. They got it. Cause I, I have this feeling that in the next movie it's gonna be a bittersweet ending. I wouldn't expect it any other way. They, they've all ended up bittersweet endings. Return of the Jedi was a bittersweet ending? Yeah, he finally saw his dad's face and he died. Yeah, but after that, yeah, the Rebel Alliance, yeah, okay. And then episode three, episode three Vader. Yeah, so it has to be a bittersweet ending. Bittersweet. And Kyle's going to win. Kyle has to make his... Kyle's been fucking getting smoked in, it, in all the movies. In the first two movies, he got fucking sunned. First in episode one, he got, and not episode one. In Force Awakens, he got sunned because... What's his name? When um, Ray sliced him up, Ray sliced him up, and then in episode two, Luke just tricked his ass. Episode eight, and and then now I don't. I'm saying in the next one, he's gonna get the. He's gonna win somehow. Somehow he's gonna win. He probably would die, but he's gonna win somehow. Yeah, he'll likely. uh, I hope he doesn't die, but you know. I don't know. So what's your little theory for episode eight? I just want to know who the hell Ray is. Yeah, like that's all I care about. Who's Ray? What's her last name? Right. Everyone thought she was Snoop. She's that too was, strong within the force. Everyone to not thought that was Luke's. Somebody. Everyone thought that was Luke's daughter or some shit, but no, it ain't. So, nah, it's too. I don't know because Anakin came out of nowhere like a virgin birth and shit like that. So, nah, I don't know, man. I just want to enjoy the movies because then after because after that there's no there's not gonna be episode nine next year. However, there is gonna be another Star Wars movie because every year. The Han Solo movie that's going to... I don't know who's going to play Han Solo, but I know that Childish Gambino is going to be a young Billy D. Williams. So, it's going to come out May 19th. come out May next year, so... I'm excited for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Han Solo, the Star Wars... In Dallas, the Star Wars. It's going to be called Solo because we saw the poster. It just said, strictly said Solo, a Star Wars movie. So... Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. A young Harrison Ford. That's going to be... It's going to be interesting. 
but, was playing Han Solo? Oh, Alden... Alrenek. Oh, Alren... Rach? A Heron Rach? I don't know who the fuck he is. He's, he's probably... In the, know, he are age, though. He's an unknown, pretty much. I thought that Miles Teller was going to play him, because he looks like a, a young Harrison Ford. I could see him passing as a, like a young Han Solo. Yeah. And also, we get to finally see what happened with Han Solo and Lando, what caused him to have beef and have Lando to fucking betray him and What's shit. What's beef? Beef is when you steal my Millennium Falcon on the streets. <laughs> 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 but yeah, if y'all got that far, that's, we'll probably put it in the description when you can turn. No, fuck that. We'll just let you know spoilers. We told you at the beginning. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, that's your fault. That's your fault. That, yeah, we're going to put it in the description spoilers. But yeah, that's that's episode... Nine, it's eight. Man, I'm still getting over this flu. Yeah. That was the, that was the last Jedi. So that was Thursday night. Friday, um, we'll dive into Friday a little bit later. Um, <laughs> All right. But Saturday, Hove, yeah, Hova. We uh, we went to go see the Jigga Man out in the town. Four forty four, the four forty four tour, which came to Oakland. I think that's when my sickness really showed up. Yeah, you were feeling it. Um, <laughs> and myself. Boss. Shout out to shout out to the homie Andy. Met yeah. up with us for a little bit before we all. Well, first we were in the wrong seats. Yeah, uh, we misread the section. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in one twenty three, but then we needed to be in one twenty four, and it actually ended up working out in our favor because we got a better seat better without viewing. that big ass pole in the yeah. middle of the way. Um, Vic Mensa opened up. Mm-hmm. I really liked Vic Mensa's performance. Um, unfortunately, it's he was in a position where he's opening up for a juggernaut, and not a lot of people just aren't coming to go see the opening. People act. were just—he wasn't getting no reaction. Vic Mensa was—you could tell—he was rapping his ass off, he was performing yeah. his ass off, and the Oakland crowd gave him no response, barely any response. I was like, "Jeez, bro!" Yeah. Now there were several who were rapping word for word, yeah, um, very, but they were very they're spread out all over the arena. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like about two things actually I liked about his performance was number one. Um, he had a section where he dedicated it to the 800,000 inmates, um, who are simply in jail just because they can't afford to post a bail and bond. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. And then he actually brought out Malik Youssef. Yeah. The great wordsmith that has been featured on a lot of good music records was actually signed to good music and released an album, um, back in 2009, I believe. That featured Kanye. Yeah. Um, and he came out and delivered a spoken word that led into the theme of that message right there. So shout out to Big Mensa. He tried. I, I you know, opening acts are really tough to, you know, break through, especially on an act like that. But that's probably one of the best opening acts I've seen given the circumstances. Well, you think YG did a good job with Kendrick and shit? YG already had a name. True. You know what I'm saying? Like Vic Mensa's still Scott, Vic Mensa's still trying to garner a name for himself. Yeah. I mean Hove Hove gave him that look pretty much. Right. Like for this it's this isn't even compared to... I won't even compare this to Kendrick opening for Kanye. Because Kendrick had a name. Yeah, he yeah, he had the, he had Good Kid, Mad City right. and shit. Like, Vic Mensa is still, you know, Vic Mensa who had Kanye on his song. Like, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's one of those artists where you're like, oh, wait, he did, he did a song with such and such, not him having his own signature song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Vic Mensa tried, but when Hove came out, man. Oh man, that was a movie. His no, let's talk about the visuals, man. Oh, that was the when f- I when I say that was a movie, like we're not talking about oh party or no, we're talking about the, the, the whole aesthetics of it of it all. Like yeah, just the visuals on the screen. The screens themselves were moving throughout the show. That's some shit. He should. That's some shit. Him and Kanye should have did for Watch the Throne. Yeah, those screens, like the the way they were like moving around and shit like that. That was pretty. That was pretty unique. And then the, the videos and the visuals they were showing, fucking great. 
And Hove himself, Hove just did what Hove does, you know. He came out. Was the first three songs was Kill Jay Z, and then it was um, the Evils, the Evils, and then Lucifer, and then Lucifer. And I was like, this is just the first three songs. This is incredible. Yeah. And then he just kept going and going. He did a lore. He did what else did he do? This concert was a stunt. You know what I'm saying? Like just I'm gonna just flex just to show you how long, how wide my my, my catalog goes. Yeah, my catalog goes. Yeah. He even did imaginary players mixed with moonlight, dog. That was, that was incredible. Um, I thought he retired Big Pimpin, and out of nowhere, <laughs> he ain't never retired. Big Pimpin. It's rare when you see him perform that. What do you mean it's rare? I he performed it all the damn time. I I I've, I've, I, I watched all his streaming. He ain't never retired that. No. Even when he was with Beyonce, he performed it with Beyonce on tour on on the one tour. Imagine that he was cheating on her and still performed that damn song. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah, and he did perform four forty four with the, that was crazy with the that spotlight. That was a, that was that was honestly the performance of the night. Yeah, with the spotlight and him just staying. And he even said, it "Doesn't get any it, it, it every night doesn't get any easier." I, the, so the reason why it was performance of the night was again, Buzzy set up the scenery. When you look at the two screens, the angles that they caught for that performance, mm-hmm. there was a camera that was overlooking him from the spotlight's point of view. Yeah. So it's just looking down. And when you look at the screen and how it's framed, it's just this light that's just shining on top of him. Yeah. And there's nothing else around him. So it's like he's all alone. Yeah, he's confessing his and sins then, pretty much. And then the other screen is just the close-up of his face. Yeah. So you could actually... So on one... it's I believe it's the left side. So the left visual... It's just him in this light. The next visual is just up. You see every detail of his face. See, I give him. I put that. I put that moment up there the same night when I saw Kanye at, during the Yeezus tour when he performed "Hey Mama." Because mm-hmm. it was the second day. It was the second. Um, was it the second time of the night? Yeah, he performed "Hey Mama," and I remember the first time he performed it. And on the first stop, he fucking broke down and cried, and then he did it again during the San Jose stop, and he got through the whole first verse. And I'll never forget when he walked past and he and it was just him by himself with a spotlight on him, similar like what Hove did. Right. And then when he was done, he I remember seeing him walk backstage going to the wardrobe and I saw people patting him on the back, you know, pretty much glad he got through it. So I remember that. But this one, yeah. Hove really just Yeah, he he buried his soul. Yeah. And he went back to the fuckery. <laughs> and yeah, and so he was he, man, this is just song after song after song. But then what I liked too was he so he went into uh um just having a talk with the fans well first he he realized where he was and there was a lot of bay area appreciation well he was in oakland so Um, he kept saying oakland just like brooklyn yeah um so then i wouldn't say he realized where he was it was just he was seeing you know just how oakland getting the bay in general just gets down Mm -hmm. um next thing we know it's uh east 40 tell me when to go just pops up and and everyone just went dumb yeah literally at the whole arena and gold was just looking around like wow so this is how it goes down out here right (laughs) um and then it was funny too because when he got to niggas in paris he first kept trying to go and then he kept stopping a few times then when everybody was going wild he's like oh wait a minute i forgot where i am hold on let me take let me get my stuff off real quick he took off his chain yeah jacket i'm like you niggas get hyphy yeah Um, I can't, man, him performing niggas in Paris without Ye doesn't feel right to me. Right. It really doesn't feel right. Although what I did love about it was he at least did the opening lines of yeah, Kanye's verse. Yeah, and then he stops it. Yeah. He knows he can't do that song without Ye. Right. Um, so that was another, mo- another moment um, that really stood out was, um, so Smile. But what led in the Smile? Yeah, so Smile, well, no, that's what I'm yeah, getting, yeah, yeah, just yeah, Smile yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um he begins talking to the crowd saying, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, um, but, 
I just want to let you know, um, what do you say? Uh, darkness isn't darkness. It's just the absence of light. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going through some tough times, um, you know, just know the light's going, going to be going. So he starts performing Smile. And then as soon as he finishes, he stops. No, and he, this was before Smile. I remember this because he before he did that, he he was performing another song and then okay. he stops himself and he was like, "Oh my God, that lady right there! You you beat cancer twice!" And he points to this lady in the crowd and she had a sign that said, "I beat I beat cancer twice. Can I get a hug? Can I get a selfie or or a hug?" Yeah, if and, I remember her name correctly, it was Christina Cruz. Yes, that was her name. Damn, um, great memory. And so then he goes, "Nah, I got I got to bring you up here." And so then he's talking. He goes. You beat cancer twice. I thought I was a bad motherfucker. I thought I was a bad motherfucker. And then she gets on stage and he and he hugs her and then her husband takes a picture of her on stage with Hove and I, I was like, damn, that's a that, that's Jay Z for you. Yeah. And then he performs Smile with the pianos just playing. Right. I, I thought that was dope. And one thing I noticed because this is why I kind of like where we were sitting because it would be nice if we were up front, you mm-hmm. know, but. I like what we were seeing because we saw everything. Right. We saw the stage. We saw the screen. And I noticed there was this white boy that was right, that was literally sitting up front. And when Hove was rapping Smile, because it was like a nice moment, this white boy did not give a fuck. He rapped every word to that record. And when Hove was rapping, he was rapping right with them. And Hove kind of caught it too, but he was just like, it was, man, it was dope. That was a yeah. great moment. I remember that. And then, of course, the, the final moment. Um, when he, he shout out to Chester, yeah. Um, so he finished off with Encore, but it wasn't the regular Encore. It was the, it was the no, Numb Edition with the Lincoln Park mashup. Yeah, version. and he requested everybody put their lights up um, in memory was, of Chester. That was dope, and that's how he closed out. And he said, "Yeah, mental health is important." Right. So check up on your people. Right. Which was a great way to end it. And then he walked through the crowd, and then that was it. He didn't have no... I guess that was the encore, because he... Because usually Hove always has an encore after his shows, but I think Smile was supposed to be the last song, and then I guess Numb Encore was the last one. But yeah, Jay-Z did it again, man. Great show. Oh, great show. And man, Jay-Z is a once-in-a-lifetime type of artist, so if he comes in your town, you need to go watch him and appreciate him, because... And shout out to him, because he gave everybody... Uh, oh, yes. Well, six months of comp ti- uh, title title so so everybody everybody got that at least up until june you know what i'm saying everybody got them comp months for title so yeah. you ain't got no excuses not to listen to shit for six months for six months that's you know probably what I'm saying? why they're losing fucking money that's what i've been <laughs> hearing about it I, was, I heard a story a story came out saying they're losing money i'm like yeah man he's giving away free accounts for free for six months shit we got two of those so i could use my six months yeah, it probably helps <laughs> out that uh you know he's got Sponsors all over the place with that, so he's probably there, there's ways that he's likely getting around. Yeah, Hovis, he's a hustler, baby. He can sell water to a well, bro. You but yeah, we got we sort of we sort of check them joints out because if we play our cards right, mm-hmm. Busby can use his first six months. Yep. And if there ain't no expiration date, then we just gonna roll in and use my next mm-hmm. six months, and we got yeah, 2018 were, comp. And they were really like they were really authentic cards too. Oh yeah, so they like, have some weight. Yeah, I was like, okay, Hov, like shit. But yeah, man. That's that was a good way to end the year, Jay Z. And let's see what else? What else has what happened Friday with your black ass? The music. Oh, yeah. We get to that later. <laughs> so um it's and then Sunday the Raiders played. Yeah. Well, uh, first so... before that, my Niners won. Jimmy Guapalo. Told you. Jimmy Guapalo. you didn't know if he wasn't our quarterback, man. Uh, I didn't uh, tell you anything about that. I just told you at the start of this year, and you can go back and find all the podcast episodes. Oh, I, know. I told you. 
Y'all was at least going to win four games. We ain't going to win five, nigga. Jimmy Guadalupe, that's Jimmy G, man. See, nah, but see, before then, you was like, nah, man. I don't even hey, know nah, because if, if it wasn't for Jimmy Guadalupe, and I was like, I, I was didn't tell angry. you how was you going to get at least hey, four wins. Hey, 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 hey. I just told you you going to win hey, at least four hey, games. Hey, hey, hey. I was angry. Brian Hoyer, hell no. I liked uh, was CJ. I forgot this fucking CJ Bernard or what the fuck his name. I liked him. If you were to build a team around him, I liked him. But Jimmy, Jimmy, Garoppolo, shit, that's that's that nigga right there. I can understand why Belichick wanted to keep him. I completely understand why they wanted to keep him because he was going to be the heir to Tom Brady's throne. Yeah, but it looks like Tom Brady ain't retiring. Well, Tom Brady ain't retiring anytime soon, so he's like, 2045. Oh, or whenever the Madden curse gets him. But, um, I mean, he was on the cover of Madden and still ain't gotten him yet. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> well, no, he it got him before and he came back with a vengeance. So, I mean, that's the thing. What do you mean, got him before? He was on the cover before? Yeah, the goat edition. I believe he was on the cover before. No, he wasn't. He was never on the cover. No, that was the I, first I time. stopped keeping up with Madden, so yeah, same here. But that's I just I just know distinctly he was never on the cover until that Super Bowl win. But, um, well, man was supposed to get him, it sure ain't get him anytime soon because. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, he let us, and it feels so good to be four and ten. Never thought I'd say that. Like those, those four wins. Well, actually, I count the three wins. That's three wins of hope. That's three wins of hope for the next season. So that's your episode eight. That's, <laughs> that's my episode. Hope. It, it left you with hope. <laughs> left me with hope. Yep, like Rogue One. Hope. Just seeing Garoppolo and seeing how he looks, and we just need a good backup. We'd be good. We stand yeah. when Garcon comes back. Be all right. Yeah, well, the Raiders Cowboys well, game. Mr. Lynch. You the Raiders well. Cowboys game left me in a state of pistosity. Oh yeah, man. Shit. So. Um. So actually, this is my first game back uh, at a Raiders game since. Well, obviously last year, but home game. So it's it's pretty much been a full calendar year. Mm. Um, it felt good going back seeing Bet everybody. It Bet it did. Um. So there was good vibes there. Ran into some uh, ran into some friends, especially uh, my boy Jason. Shout out to I call him Jace Jace Windu because he's Windu. a big time Star Wars fan as well. Um, so we was out kicking it um, before I went back in from the tailgate. And I saw a few other friends. Um, went back up to my old post, um, of course, where I used to shoot, and then where I turned everything over to the little homie Brandon. Brennan didn't have to shoot the first quarter, so I immediately shot just the first 10 plays just to get some warm-up practice in. Mm-hmm. I just want y'all to know, I still got it. Um, so then still we watched got the juice. Huh? Yeah, so we, we still we watching the game, and of course, it's still going off slow in the first half. Yeah. Second half picks up, and you know, we out there whooping ass, and yeah, yeah. just the way it goes. And then um, one play, which I understood why they called it back, was uh, Sean Smith's second pick, which would have been a pick six had he had his knee up before Cole Beasley tapped him. Mm. Um, so I got called back. I ended up kicking a field goal. Defensively, we was on a roll, and then momentum completely shifted when the Cowboys did the fake punt, and the punter just ran for his life. Well, he ran like the cops were chasing him? Nah, he ran like he had said nigga in a song and didn't realize there were some black people around him. <laughs> he was gone. Like he, I, he, You got to go back and watch the replay. He was legit. I was just watching it like... I can't even I can't even be mad at that. Like they caught us completely off guard. Um, we responded back, nice touchdown run. So it's going down to the bar. Of course, at this point, everybody that's knows. That's when I turned the game on. That's when I when I looked and saw and the then side. and then in crunch time, of course. Um, fourth down, fourth and one, inches. Nah, it was it was fourth and it one was fourth for this one. one. Yeah, it was legit oh, okay. fourth and one. Oh, I'm just thinking of the. Um, 
Cowboys hand the ball off to the running back. I forget his name. Doesn't matter. And clearly, clearly he got stopped. He got the line. stuffed. Even I, when you see the first round, the yell, I saw it. I'm like, oh, they yeah. stopped him. And then when he saw the line, I'm like, oh, they stopped him. And so, but for whatever reason, they take longer than a minute <laughs> to just converse. And they're still conversing. It's like, okay, come on, man. Like, let's let's be. It's already it's already starting to get hectic at this point. Mm-hmm. Then they bring the chains out, and it's like, okay, we're finally gonna get some clarity. The chains are out, and they still don't call anything. And it was inches. Like the ball was literally inches yes. by. So what did the ref do, Jason? And then this is when my levels of pistosity just reached an all-time high. Because then this is just when fuckery came into play. And I just had to remember, that's right. They always end up finding a way to screw out the Raiders. He pulls out a folded envelope. I thought it was paper. Paper envelope. Envelope is paper. Okay, whatever the hell it was. It was folded. And he puts the damn thing in between the football... And the marker. And the marker. And he has this smug-ass, arrogant-ass look. Like, he's just holding in this laugh. Like, well, first down. And all you can see is Carl, or safety Carl Joseph just look at him just... And it's before he, he it's before he calls it, and he knows what's about to happen. And you just see his hands just like, don't do this. And he just turns around, and he puts his damn whiffly, white-ass arm through and just... First down. And from that point, Brendan and I Brendan and I just looked at each other. Brendan's dad was up there because Brendan's dad's part of the organization. Mm. And we all just looked at each other and was just like It's some bullshit. Can't believe this. I I, I can't believe it. I couldn't believe that. That was some bullshit. I, I man. Like you I literally looked at that like, no, that's not I'm like, wow, they gave it to now, him. Now I'm gonna say that's this. Some bullshit. That was not the reason why we lost the game. There was mental oh, mistakes down the road. You gotta get to the last um, play, bro. Of course, because now this is what we're going into. They kick a field goal. Um, there's plenty of time for us to go down, push the drive. It all seems lost initially because we end up on fourth and ten on our own end zone, on our own mm-hmm. side. Um, Derek throws. This is one thing I love about Derek. <coughs> he actually studies this uh, throughout the week. He's looking at ways to get pass interference calls. Mm. So he knows that Crabs got whoever was guarding him beat. Yeah, so he threw that. It threw was it pass and then pass interference. So now mm-hmm. we're back. We're down on our side. Um, and as it's progressing, it gets to third down and he has a wide open lane and he could have easily just settled for the first down still had one timeout left he opted to go for the touchdown reached out and out of nowhere the ball comes out i don't know i don't even know who the cowboys defense player was but he man he sprinted like a madman and he botched the ball out next thing the ball goes out right in the end zone i saw that i was like damn Derek. Damn, Derek. I, I, I remember when the play started, I was like, run, nigga. Run, nigga. And I looked at it. I was like, get it in the end zone. And then when he reached out, I was like, touch that. I was like, oh, no, the ball came out. Oh, that's a touchback. Oh, womp, womp. Up. Oh, there goes the season. Well. Yeah. Um. So. You got, you got, for you guys to make the wild card, a miracle needs to happen. That was the opportunity to make the wild card. Well. That's what I mean. Mathematically, mathematically, we still have a chance, but at this point—that's what I mean. Mathematically, no, a miracle is still has more percentage chance than what we need to take place. What needs to happen? Like mathematically, we're still in, but at this point, it's It's a wrap. Yeah, um, that sucked. Yeah, it really does. That's the end of a disappointing ass season. Um, but again, overall, I, I love the organization. I love everybody there. Um. It was one of those ones where I was like, it sucks, but I'm glad I was here to be a part of the fact that it sucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if I was at home watching TV, I'd have, like, cried myself to sleep, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, the fact I could rely on others who weren't feeling so just as bad. Some, you know what some Raider fans call it? They call it the Vegas curse. 
I can see that. <laughs> I, I could definitely I, see that. Well, for me, hey, four wins of hope for me. So I told you. I told you. Hey. You, you want to listen to me? Hey, though. hey. Uh, I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> but to finish up a recap of week 15, I saw one of the most gangster things I've ever seen this morning. Because obviously I wasn't able to watch football yesterday since I was setting up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Newton. <laughs> so the Panthers played the Packers. Mm-hmm. And Cam trolled the hell out of linebacker Clay Matthews. Uh-huh. Um, Cam calls something out and Clay thinks he recognizes it. And so he starts yelling out, wheel, wheel. Cam <laughs> says, oh, you've been watching film, huh? Like, just this is all in the middle of yeah, the line of scrimmage. Like, oh, you've been watching film, been watching huh? Film, huh? Clay's like, yeah, I have been. And Cam just looks at me and goes, oh, I, for sure, watch, watch this. this. There is no hike. There is no hut. There is no go. He says this, and the ball comes out like it was planned. The Packers' defense was so out of place. And he just looks <laughs> in the end zone, tosses it, and it's just a touchdown right then and there. It's the most gangster thing I've ever seen in a football game, live or not live, but just yeah. when I saw it, um, Cam's still a bitch for not taking that knee. Yeah, well, yeah. speaking of that, you might as well. Yeah, out here looking Panthers. like Aladdin now. Um, well, before we even get to that, so Aaron, that was Aaron Rodgers' return. Yeah, we're um, for him. He threw two, three touchdowns, but then he also threw three picks at the same time. Yep, can't win off those. Um, so Aaron, Panthers end up winning thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, Panthers owners in some shit, man. So Jerry Richardson. Um, he's not in a position where he's looking to sell the team after the season ends um, because it's been made public that he's had some sexual and racial harassment within the organization. He's actually had some settlements taken care of before then. Um, And they obviously don't want that running around the organization. So he's looking to sell. Um, When word got out, Mm -hmm. Puff hit Twitter and was like, yo, I'm interested in, in, in doing this. When he said that, Steph Curry then retweeted and was like, yo, I want it. I want a part of this. When he said that, Kaepernick came out and was like, I would like a part of that too. So, um, for all those uh, wealthy people of color, y'all know what y'all got to do. Mm-hmm. This is, this, if there was any time to make it happen and get the first black ownership a part of the NFL, now's the time to make it happen. Um, there's definitely some means um, and some resources to get that done. So, why not? Go for it. Take that, take that, take exactly. that. Exactly. Take that, take, take that, that, take that, take that. Take that. Take that. that. Um, and then in the midst of the, all the weekend, um, five teams... Ended up clinching uh, and securing playoff spots. You got the Eagles, Vikings, Patriots, of course. Patriots ended up winning off some. I don't know if you saw that game. What the Patriots? Patriots Steelers game. Oh yeah, I saw the last. I saw the last two plays. Man, that I mean, I hate the. If there were, if there was anybody who understood what the Raiders went through last night, it's It's the Steelers Steelers. fans. That was a catch, but because of the rule that's in place, it wasn't a catch, and it doesn't make any sense. The ball was over the plane. That's a touchdown. Um. However, the final play of it, I put on Roethlisberger because at that point, if you see everybody smothered in the end zone on that play, don't throw it. Just throw it out of bounds. Yeah. Like, don't be a hero. You've been in this. You won two Super Bowls. You know better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you got that. Somebody tried tackling Gronk, and Gronk just threw him off like a damn rag doll. Then he looked at him, and as a touchdown celebration, he just laughed, and then he spiked him. Yeah, that was funny. He was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I heard. I imagined him doing the Pee Wee Herman laugh. <laughs> and he probably just throws he, it down. That's probably what he did. Yeah. Um, Other shit happened. Oh, yeah. While you were watching the Raider game, the majority of the Raider game, I was watching um, WWE's Clash of Champions, the last pay per view of the year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And um, it started off good. The two matches, like the start with the Usos, it was like a fatal four way mm-hmm. with the Usos. Um, 
with the Usos, New Day, Rusev, and this other white boy, and these other niggas. It was a long night. But that match was gangster. The whole the whole show was kind of cool, but till you know, it was all right. You know, it's wrestling. Yeah. Feel bad for them on Monday because Christmas is literally next week, and they have to fucking do a fucking um, Christmas show Still not live. Yeah. Still do not understand. Hey, a lot that. of what's gonna happen on Monday? It's the NBA. It's gonna be NFL. First of all, the NBA is all day, all day, of and course. then you got. Um, I think it's Steelers and Texans. I know the Texans are for sure playing. I just I forgot if it's the Steelers or some other team. Uh-huh. And then after that, it's Raiders, uh, Eagles, in in Philly. In Philly. Mm. Um, and then again, in the midst of it, you got five w- basketball games spread out from 9 in the morning Pacific time all the way up until damn near 11 o'clock that night. is going to put on a live show. I still don't get that. You're going to make your wrestlers work on Christmas just to get some ratings. Well, apparently, according to what they're saying, USA Network is made, making them do it. But still, whatever, man. I don't understand. I don't get it either. Whatever. Whatever. Um NBA had a little bit of news. See, now we're in this. We're in the stage of the NBA where now it's it's, all, it's about the games. Yeah, like it's we don't need the drama filled stuff. We <coughs> drama's nice, but the games are now propelling the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the midst of that, Triple B's was all in the news all week. Um, first of all, you had LA taking on the Knicks on t- uh, this past Tuesday, and Lonzo trolled the hell out of New York and Nas, <laughs> and he showed up with his hoodie, and it was the Famous. I don't know if it was um, Illmatic, Illmatic or if it was it was written. Um, I think it was it was written. But either way, it was Lonzo's face mm-hmm. implemented with the background taking place. Um, of course, NY and and Nas fanatics felt some type of way about it. Me personally, as a big time Nas fan, I ain't had no issues with it. Cause look me here, either. Nas lied to me. He didn't lie to you. Nas said my album done two years ago. Well. It, that, that's that's mind. a liar. That, that's that's boneface lie. Hey, you made the prediction say he's got the best. And that's another reason why I'm year. upset with him. He, he, he said his album was done, so I went out on a limb and said, you know what? <laughs> Not only is he gonna drop his album in 2017, it's gonna be the best album that drops best in 2017. Album. He said the best hip hop album of 2017. Yeah. yeah, guess what? Well, ain't nothing dropped. Ain't nothing. So drop. now I, I ain't got. Yeah, I, there's no caping up for Nas for me anymore. Until he drops that album. No, I'm I'm done. You had the opportunity. You had that. He had the opportunity to do it. Then he gets upset with, with Lonzo, and in the midst of it, Lonzo ends up dropping four tracks. Okay. How, how does Lonzo drop tracks, but you can't? You are the owner of your own record label now, which is Mass Appeal. Well, probably Nas just didn't really give a damn, and he was probably fucking Nicki. For, for and... what? Don't, so then don't announce that your album done. Well, shit. So, man, forget him. Probably, man, you sound so angry. Uh, yeah, I am. I, I am. Yeah, my, who's more mad, me at Nas or you at Nas or me on Eminem? That's not even a contest. They'll find out why They'll pretty soon. They'll find out soon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they went in there. He actually played, he actually had a pretty good game. He had uh, 17 points. Um, Who'd believe, y'all go against? The Knicks. Mm. Um, so, he had 17, dropped him out. He had a nasty-ass uh, alley-oop dunk. Um, and he was just, he had, I think he had a stretch. He dropped eight points in a row or something like that. Mm. Um, but... The Knicks got that unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis out here shooting shots like he's Steph Curry. That dude. Like, the, I don't know if you saw the game. Mm-mm. The range this motherfucker had, he's like 7'3", and he was shooting from the same spot Steph Curry was shooting from, like 25 and 28 feet away. And there were nothing but net. This thing is a beast, man. Like, it was ridiculous. He, uh, he's the first name? player, I think, to put up uh, 35, 10, and then there was something else. Like, out of all, Didn't was, Phil Jackson draft him? Yeah, it was like one of the rare good things Phil did while he was in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course they ended up taking the game. 
Um, in the midst of that, the Lakers asked LeVar to kind of tone it down with his talks on Luke. Since then, he's pretty much toned it. For now. Toned it, yeah, for now. Um, he Mainly, his attention is now on Jello and Melo, who last week said that uh, they were in the midst of signing um, deals to go to Lithuania to play ball. Um, yeah, which is actually cool was Did we talk about that last week? Yeah, that's why I just touched on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is funny because one more thing about the Knicks-Lakers game was uh, he and uh, Spike were talking trash for each other pretty much the yeah. game. Yeah. And then when it got to OT, they just looked at each other, laughed, and had this big-ass bro hug. And I remember watching that, and I was like, LeVar just got him a place, and she's got to have it season two. <laughs> like, Did she finish that season? No, I haven't. I've been so busy with other yeah, stuff. Okay, cool. um, and then everybody was putting the pictures up, and so I posted one. I was like, that's a Spike Triple B joint. <laughs> Spike Triple B. Wow, bro. Um, so then LeVar ended up doing, again, so LeVar's out doing his run. Like, I think it's incredible. It seems like everywhere the Lakers go, LeVar and the, the crew are just right there. I don't there. know how he has the time to do all that shit. That's crazy to me. Oh, he's a he's got his own schedule because he's... No, no, no business self made. True, I know, but still to take care of the the watch over the kids and then Lonzo and I mean they when when you start again, everybody was laughing at this triple B's at the top of the year and it seems like it's recouping a lot of income. So you you're able to make it happen. Well, I get I get his thing now. So he went to Breakfast Club. Um Oh yeah, if I was that one. I didn't watch that interview. It was interesting. It was uh it was well articulate. Um he made a a great point that people don't fear him. Because he's a loudmouth. People fear what he stands for because he's a black man mm-hmm. in this position where, you know, he has his kids who have this talent and he's going to capitalize back, on and it. And he can back it up. Yeah. And there was no lie in what he said. I mean, that's basically what it is because you have a lot of, there's a lot of examples of white fathers being in the same position. They're just not loudmouths, but mm-hmm. and they're doing the exact same things. Um, I think it's Bryce Harper uh, who plays for the Nationals. His father took him out of uh, and had him homeschooled mm, okay. for baseball. And nobody bats an eye about that. And Bryce Harper is now about to sign probably the most lucrative contract this next offseason since Alex Rodriguez. So what's the issue there? You know what I mean? Um, another interesting thing that got brought up, but it pissed me off with Stephen A. Smith. Oh, yeah. That was, um, so they asked Leandro, so Charlamagne asked Leandro, you know, about the whole, you, uh, the, what was it, the theft situation. Mm-hmm. In China, and um, when it came up about Trump, Leangelo said, you know, they basically told me go out there and say thank you at the press conference. Mm-hmm. That's why I thanked him. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said anything. So the next day, Stephen A. Smith is on his radio show, um, and he makes this stupid-ass comment that just, I turned the radio off after that. I was like, I'm not listening to him. Um, basically, what he was saying was, his whole stance was, if somebody helps you and it benefits you, you say thank you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. And to a certain extent, I did kind of agree with it. I just I wasn't going to go that far when it comes to Trump because I you can't pinpoint or prove that this was actually based on Trump's involvement. Call, call him whole ass nigga in my presence. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so then all of a sudden, Stephen A. just flips the script and he's like, "Now I don't care if it was the KKK that helped you out. You could still be disgusted by their acts, but you still say thank you because you benefited from it." And as soon as he said that, I turned that shit all the nigga. way off. Cool ass niggas. Like, like, I know where just, you at now, bro. Yeah, like it was just one of the things where it was like, man, Skip Bayless leaving ESPN really exposed the light on you. Oh, we forgot one other side note. Is that the, is that it for sports? Or is it nah, there's a little, a little bit more? more. Okay, I was about to say something that happened with Omarosa and shit. When she oh, got, go ahead. She got kicked. A little side note. Yeah, Omarosa oh, got yeah. fired. Yeah, that's a little side note about a whole ass nigga. Omarosa got fired from the White House. 
Yeah, and she, you know, tried to have a sob story. I tried to do everything I could for black people. Wow, oh, fuck out of here. Yeah. From what the report said, they were getting tired of your whole ass over there. So they literally fired her ass. And she showed up trying to get in and shit like that. And her card wasn't working. And then when they were escorting her out, she was cussing up a storm. I found that funny that everybody that's left so far has been white. <laughs> but when it came to the black person, it's like, nah, you fired. Get the hell out of here. Um... So yeah, so LeVar and the, the boys did that. And then finally wrapping up the Triple B side of things. Um, the following Thursday night, so when we Star Wars opener, um, Cavs and Lakers played against each other, which was the first time LeBron played mm-hmm. against Lonzo. Um, played decent. LeBron out here found the, easily found the fountain of youth. He, he looks like he's in his sixth year. He don't, it's not how old is year. LeBron now? It's like 32 or 33. Damn. But it's not even the his age. It's how long he's been in the NBA. It's, 50, it's year 15. I, I know. Looks like it's year putting, six. He's still putting up record-breaking numbers. Dude, he Just this past weekend, he put up back-to-back triple-doubles. That's nothing to him now. <laughs> it's like it's normal Legit. to us now. It's like, Legit. Oh, whatever. Like, I can't even get excited no more. It's like when Kobe was playing, when he did it, it was like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah after a while, when Kobe was doing certain Same things. Same with Jordan. When Jordan was doing it, it was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. We, we call that trio the Le Jorbe. What? Le Jorbe for LeBron, Jordan. Jordan and Kobe. Le Jorbe. Le Jorbe. Le Jorbe. Um, yeah, so after, <laughs> so after the game, um, LeBron went up and had a, at the time, was trying to keep it a personal conversation with Lonzo. Because, you know, just basically saying, you know, I've been in your shoes. The light's been on me since I was, you know, coming out of high school at, around your age. I know what it's like. Just keep doing you. Mm-hmm. He was trying to keep it quiet and personal, but microphones caught it. And, of course, it becomes a story, which then just further reflects everything about LeBron. He can't win in any given situation because then people want to talk about this. But had he not said anything to Lonzo and just walked off the court, that oh, yeah. still would have been a story. Didn't they already break that down saying that he just pretty much gave him advice and shit yeah, like that? Yeah, it's just, you know, just keep doing you. Why just, does he do that anyway when he covers his mouth and do Because you don't shit. want people to see because then people are going to try to turn it into something that it ain't. It's part of heel LeBron, man. Just heel I, LeBron. I, I love heel LeBron. It's amazing. Bring heel <laughs> LeBron to LA. It's a it's a long shot. Bring heel LeBron. I to think LA. he's coming to LA. Nah, it's, it's, it's still a long shot. It's a, it's a pipe dream, but we can dream. My my focus happen. my focus is on Boogie and Paul George. Well, you know damn well. But throw the hail mary for LeBron. You know damn well if LeBron shows up, he ain't gonna have none of that Levar Ball shit. You know that for a fact. Oh, if they, if LeBron shows, you probably gonna see some some King James Triple, triple B, B collaboration. Yeah, most definitely. No, but if shit gets bad and Levar talking loud, you know Levar, you know LeBron ain't gonna have that. Oh no, that, that's something they'll all hash up. I, I honestly, I could see all three of them just chilling back, eating barbecue, just laughing at it all, just running the world. <laughs> you know me in the ball more, right? <laughs> you know you're yeah, yeah, yeah. trash, right? <laughs> and then they're just laughing about it, laughing it all through it off. Um, but speaking of Paul George, um, Paul George and Melo, so they're both with OKC. Um, on their current road trip, they actually made their visits back to Indy and New York. Um, they won their game in Indy. And then New Paul York. George only had about 12 points, so it really wasn't that much of a big return. Um, they went back to New York. And you know, um, New York welcomed Melo with open hands yeah. and everything. And then New York was like, yeah, but uh, we, we, we still hands. better than you. <laughs> we going to give you these hands. Bro. Yeah, and they actually whooped their ass hey, badly. Badly. <laughs> and somebody, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the picture of Lala. Yep, giving him that death stare. Yeah. Yep. Just the picture worth a thousand words. Um, but then somebody also ran Melo's stat line. And he had like, who's what, five for 18? Jeez. It took an L. And somebody was like, yeah, that's just another night for Melo in the garden. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, damn, that's that's bad. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to do him like that. Yep. Um, 
And then to close out basketball talk, um, Indy is going to get the 2021 All-Star Game. So in back-to-back years. 2020? Uh, 2021, because the uh, Bulls got 2020. So in back-to-back years, you're going to be freezing at the All-Star Game if anybody wants to decide Who has to go. 2019? Not sure now that you think about it. Yeah, because I know L.A. We, because Actually, that's a good question. Let's L.A. Uh, had LA it. got it this year. Yeah, why don't we all do your research? Yeah, man. So I've been getting over the, a cold this whole weekend, and I had to tough it out with, at the Jay-Z concert. Charlotte. So remember Charlotte gave it up because of the bathroom shit. Bathroom shit. Yeah, oh, remember? Yeah. yeah, they did give it up. They had to re- resign it for this past uh last year's All-Star game. Mm. So in return, they get it next year. Okay, that makes sense. Not continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. Oh, that was it. I was just saying I was feeling like shit the entire game. I, I remember I wasted my entire energy because I usually I lose my mind every time you don't know drops. So when I heard those when it went when it oh, yeah. went higher and you heard hi 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 and then you heard dun, 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 dun. You, like you, turn my music I just screamed like, ah! I got the snaps to prove it. <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I was done after that. <laughs> yeah, it was, you, you look just like Luke. Like you're given all the rest of your life, and then you I just, became one with the force. You became one with the rock. <laughs> with the, became one with the rock. <laughs> just, just, just imagine that. It, just when the moon lights up there, I just right. do this and it just disappear. And you see my fucking hoodie fly. <laughs> now to close out sports. Um, so there's um, side note. Like I said, we really don't cover baseball, but there was some a big groundbreaking shake. Yeah, with the Lakers. No, Not no, the Lakers, with the Yankees. The Yankees. Lakers. Um, they got. They. I guess they got them monsters with baseball. Yeah, I. I can't even remember the old boy's name now. Um, I just know Yankee. I just know Yankee fans were losing their damn mind because they got. They pretty much got the monsters on their team now, and pretty much baseball is just like fuck. The Yankees are a big ass monster coming to town. Yeah. So uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who was the reigning MVP, pretty much got gift wrapped to the Yankees for some peanuts and some cracker jacks. Damn. Like basic, that's and I want to laugh, but that's basically what ended up they taking said they, place. They said they're thanking Derek Jeter for that. I guess it was his. It was yeah. So Miami's pissed off because they're feeling like they got finessed once again. So they got trust issues with that. But as a result, the taxpayers—I don't know if it's the state or if it's the tourists—but somebody paying for that damn stadium that nobody asked for. What stadium? The one in Miami. Oh. Um. So that took place. Um. I don't know if you remember this story. About uh, the ex basketball player Lorenzo Wright, who was murdered. I saw that shit on. Tw- I saw that shit on. Tw- I saw that video. Um, shit just got even more. Yeah, that shit disgusting. Got crazy. So back in 2010, they found um, Lorenzo Wright, um, who used to play for the Grizzlies and I think a few, a couple other teams. Um, found his lifeless body, and they always had suspected the ex wife, but they didn't have evidence to pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. When they went back, they kept researching the crime scene over the years, and they were like, "We just we got to figure it out because it all comes something we're missing." Mm-hmm. Once they figured it out and they had the evidence, they went and they got the, the deacon from a church. The deacon came out and was like, "Yeah, I did it," and she was the mastermind behind it that put me up to it. Pretty much fifty cent shit. Yeah, she did right. it. guilty as shit. Yeah, yeah. Whatever she whatever you say, she and did that shit. What made it crazier is that Sports Illustrated posted a clip. Of when after he died, they did oh like, yeah, and yep. they asked her the question, "Did you have anything to do with the murder?" And she had this little stone cold look on her face, and she didn't even answer the question. The first thing she said was, "Well, first things first, I am a wife, I am a mother, I am this, and the police will have to do what they have to do." She said something similar like that, and she didn't answer the question. Yep. They asked her twice, and she didn't answer the question. 
And she said it very cryptically. Right. And now, and then years later, it comes out. Because then what happened was a part of the new evidence that they found, they also realized that when she collected on the insurance policy, which was for a million dollars, it didn't go to the kids. That bitch is crazy, man. Yeah, so they, man, lock her up for the rest of eternity, dude. Like, that's, <laughs> to me, that's that, that's that disgusting shit. Like, that's, uh, somebody that you were supposed to trust and somebody you share kids with, and then now you got a deacon from the church involved? Like, come on, man. That's shady. Yeah, no aftermath. <sighs> Um, Jose Canseco, Jose former, Canseco, former baseball player, he got fired over some tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I mean, they're they're funny, but they're not funny. So if you what actually you care, that, nah, just just you. I want you to just go experience it for yourself. I don't. I don't want to go to. But he got fired over some tweets. Mm-hmm. Just further explain why he's a dumbass. Um, Jose Canseco. It just got reported a few hours ago that ESPN president John Skipper, um, he's actually resigning from his position. Um, he's citing substance abuse Damn. As, as that. So prayers up to him. Yeah, get that help, gets bro. It's over that. Um, and then finally, Kyrie Irving. You kept saying finally a lot about the sports stuff. Whatever. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Baby Mamba. Um, he dropped his Irving Fours. And, uh, you know, he's on this, this woke shit because, you know, he's saying the earth's flat. Um, he recently became a vegan. Um, he's staying woke on a bunch of other stuff. So why won't his, why won't he have the first edition Air Wokes? Um, in the tongue of the sneaker, um, he has the all-seeing eye. And the all-seeing eye is supposed to represent challenging everybody to seek their own answers beyond the ones that are given to us by books, media, and the internet. So in other words, in the words of Big Mamba, you're welcome. Yeah. Now, I don't know all about that. But if uh, them air wokes can help me cross out a motherfucker the way Lil' Kim was looking at her concert. What do you mean, looking at her concert? Remember how she was gigging? gigging She does that at all of them. Whatever. Her concerts. Concert, concerts. The way she was doing that that broke-ass, that broke-ass robot Diddy Shim and robot, whatever she was doing. If them shoes can make me do that to a regular Joe at the 24, I'll pick them up with quickness. Don't worry Mm, about it. I got you there. That's you. Um, Now entertainment. Quick things. A little quick little thing, thing. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, she spoke out about her displeasure um, with girls' golden, trip uh, being snubbed. Being snubbed, that is some bullshit. Yeah, not, not it wasn't even the fact, and she said it perfectly, it wasn't even the fact that we didn't get an award nomination. It's the fact they wouldn't even look at and screen the film after yeah. it was number one at the box office. And critically acclaimed. And critically acclaimed. And it was bullshit. And what's also what's bullshit about it, also about the number one thing she said is how... They're considered Get Out to be a um, a comedy, which is still crazy to me when you think about it. And they they don't want to. They didn't consider the Big Sick as a, Big Sick as one of them. And one movie that I've seen was that's nominated for Golden Globe for Best Picture was Three Billboards Off Wisconsin or whatever or Missouri. I forgot what it's called, but I saw that movie. And that movie is nominated in the drama department, but that's just a dark comedy. And they get and it's a really good movie, but they didn't put it in the fucking um, what's it called. They didn't put it in the um, nomination section or whatever for best comedy or whatever because they have the disaster artist in that shit. And the disaster artist is a real good movie, by the way. It's a lot of good movies. And there's a whole bunch of top politics that goes on in Hollywood and shit like that. I don't know. It's fucked up for Jerry Plinkett. Oh, not fucked up for Jerry Plinkett. It's just fucked up how there's still racism is still being alive in Hollywood and shit like that. Yeah. And also, when we can touch on that, like Terry Crews. Yeah, I think it's right. I don't know if you've been catching up with his tweets, man, but they after his ass. You been catching up with that shit? Nah. Yeah, man. That boy, that dude's posting tweets saying how ever since he 
pretty much came out about the Hollywood executive that touched his dick and shit. Pretty much, they're low key coming after him. People in Hollywood are coming after him and shit like that. He even posted a tweet saying that the LAPD even told him that these people don't play fair. And shit, the LAPD is telling these people don't play fair. What the fuck? They're Protect hacking Terry Crews at all costs. Yeah, they're they're hacking into his computer. They're doing hell of shit. Almost like no black actors are wanting to help him or anything. It's like they're coming after his ass. And he said, if anything happens to me, you know what? Like you know what happened. So shit, Illuminati got his trying to get his mind, soul, and his body trying to shut him up. Yeah. Um. So there's that there's that net neutrality. Well, that shit, yeah, pretty much in a nutshell, the FCC voted to repeal net neutrality, which means they could go in there, they could pretty much go in certain aspects and and pretty much slow your internet speed down, or if you want full internet, you got to pay more, they, you could pay more for it, and the internet was pretty much up in arms about that shit. In my eyes, I wasn't really that mad about it. I know this is a really bad thing that could happen, but California and a whole bunch of other states are suing the FCC, and it has to go through a whole other process for it to really become law and shit like that. So, I don't know. It's whatever. It's not. It's it's not. It shouldn't be whatever for me. But I'm not tripping about it that bad because after y'all after y'all fucking elected that little hoe ass nigga in office that was gonna fucking happen so now you gotta fucking learn with it all you niggas on twitter are going like oh my god why is twitter free well the fcc said bet so basically yeah so enjoy while you can watch all the porn you can down illegally download all your movies that you can do everything that you can because yeah that's why to tax our asses hey man I'm not really. Tri- I, I don't feel. We good. found a way to to get our music without paying. We mm-hmm. found a way to get our movies without paying. We yeah. find a way to get yeah. our internet man, without paying. These nerds will figure it out real quick, man. So that's why I wasn't really tripping about it. You can't stop the internet. The internet is just free for everybody. They will find a way. Just like Jurassic Park, life will find a way. Oh yeah, they showed the trailer for the new Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World. You watched it with me, remember? Yeah, I remember. I'm not really big on Jurassic Park. What? You tripping? Like, I've only seen combined out of all of them. Like, what are they, five now? The it's fifth three. one's about to come out? It's three. Because, well, the first one's the Jurassic World. No, I mean, so there's Jurassic, four. There's no, Jurassic I'm talking about Park. the whole franchise combined. There's oh, four, Jurassic right? Jurassic Park, one, two, three, and then this one's the fourth one, yeah. And so the fifth one's coming out? Next year, yeah. So, out of the four, I've seen all of them four times. All of them four times? Like, I've oh, watched each one once. Once? Yeah, most of them. I'm, I'm not, most not, not like you for Not that. in Jurassic Park, just not. I guess. Well, yeah, at the same time, it is white folks, and it's just like they tell you not to fucking recreate these dinosaurs because bad shit happens, and they did it four times in a row. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, Ocean's 8 poster came out. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I guess, yeah, it's going to be with Nicki Minaj. Not Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Rihanna. I don't know why I thought of Nicki. I was thinking of the next topic. But it happened with Rihanna, uh, Sandra Bullock, and who else is in there? Um... Mindy from The Office. Okay. Um, I'm down for that. Anne Hathaway's in it. Ooh, Anne Hathaway. I, don't, I have no idea who Kate, uh, Kate Blanchett is. I probably Kate do. Kate Blanchett? But, oh, she's been in hella movies. Yeah, but I don't pay attention. So mm-hmm. basically what they're doing is... is um, the female version of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, but they're not... It's not a, re, it's not a remake. Um, Sandra Bullock is actually playing Danny Ocean's estranged sister. I guess. So that actually that actually intrigued me enough to say, okay, I'm Does gonna actually George Clooney a have any input in? Is, that, is he executive I producing? Don't, or I anything? don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. Um, interesting. But yeah, because that was my thing. Was like, okay, is this a remake or are they just gonna select? So it's, it's a spinoff in a way. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but having Rihanna in there, that's, that's a good look for her. Right. So you got Sarah Paulson. Um, I don't know who the hell Aquafina is. But the, the Aqu- drink, the water. Nah, it's a. She's a rapper. 
oh. and comedian and oh. TV personality and a television host. Oh, damn. Fuck us. And she's, her name's Aquafina. <laughs> she's our age. I'm about to look her up later. Okay. Um, but shout out to her. She's in it. I mean, hell, with a name like that, you got to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you get, and it's one word, too. It's like no last name, like Rihanna, yeah. Zendaya, Beyonce, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it enough to say I want to go see that. Um, Ray Strummer, uh, they said they, they dropped in Shrimp Life 3 mm. right after the new year. Why, why do they always have to announce it, man? Just I hate when rappers do that shit. I don't know, but, uh, you know. Mm. You know they, they, need to, they need to come up with other names now because now you get into the third one, you become a one-track minded. Well, I think this was the releases. final one, and then we're going to get the Sway Lee um, solo Sway Lee needs to just drop his solo project instead of That's what I said. That's what I said. Fuck all that. But whatever. Um... Again, same thing with the uh, Lorenzo Wright. Um, there's two suspects that have been arrested in connection with Chinks's murder from a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, they say it's one of his homeboys. Yeah, that did it. That's fucked up. Messed up. And then finally, what you got confused on just a few segments ago, um, Nicki Minaj, your favorite. Yeah, my favorite rapper of all time. <laughs> Hi, Barb's. <laughs> well, apparently, um, after Eminem's album dropped. You know, he had to dominate the charts and shit like that. So Nikki decided to post a screenshot of the um the top songs on iTunes and it was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So the first caption she posted was, Oh, it feels good to be a white rapper, huh? And but the thing was that Mortisport Mortisport I can't even say my lazy ass tongue. You know the song with her and Cardi Amigos. That song was at number five or six or whatever, but the songs above her, they're all white people. It's from M. It's M M G K um G Easy and Post Malone. And I think there's another rapper up there too, another white rapper. But she was like, Oh, it feels good to have a white rapper to be up there, huh? And then she and then after that she edited it and she posted, um, what else did she post? She was all going on like, Yeah, like I shout out to Em and Em and Post Malone, those are my favorites and you know, just no no, she tried to be on some woke shit and try to speak out for white supremacy and all this other shit, but it's like, Nikki, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she's always talking to, she's always looking at charts and she's always trying to bring up the feminist shit. Cause you know damn well if she was on that Eminem record with Ed Sheeran, she won't say a damn word about that shit. Not a damn thing. She would just be boasting about it, like, Oh my god, I'm so blessed to be number one. Oh, basic bitch, shut up. Oh, Nikki's just I'm tired of that bitch, man. Oh, why do you hate Nikki? For reasons like that, that's why. <laughs> Always doing that shit. Always, when, it, when it doesn't benefit her because Mortisport's at number six right now on the charts, it's going to crack the top five. And you know when it cracks the top five, she's going to be gloating about it. Cardi's going to be like, whatever. But Cardi made history being the first woman to have all her songs debuted on the Billboard Top Ten. Yeah. <clears throat> so... It's funny how she didn't and how Nikki didn't shout out G Easy. I was like, yeah, because G Easy has that song with Cardi B called No Limit, one of the best records out right now. Fuck with me and get some money. Come on, man. Nikki's just one jealous ass animosity ass bitch, man. At the end of the day, I hopefully I hope her album drops, and then uh, Nikki fans can be mad the same way I'm mad at Eminem right now. You you just about ready to get to that now? Not now. We can get to the other ones. Well, now it's review time. It's review time. Review time. We can, we well, save it. Review time at the same time, mail time just take place. <laughs> hey. So of course we're doing this in my old uh, bachelor pad back at home. Hell yeah! And uh, which was the garage, and of course the mail slots here. And as soon as I said that, mail time, mail time. Um, so let's start off with the one of our stuff. one of our favorites, man. Just he's on everybody's underrated, if not their best. Who Black talk? Thought G. Oh, the fucking freestyle. Yeah. So Black Thought uh, visited Hot ninety seven. Um, DJ ended up spinning um, the infamous, yeah. the infamous, infamous 
Mob Deep track, the instrumental for the learning. Mm-hmm. And um, what we got was gold for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, nonstop bars. Black Thought was rapping his ass off. What man. I appreciate about that is somebody said it best on Twitter. Um, they were saying for the folks who are trying to downplay this freestyle, it's just quite simple. We've been surrounded by the fake for so long that when you actually see something that's real, you can't downplay it at all. Yep. And that's what it was. Wrapped his ass off on that shit. I'm like, it wasn't surprising to me because Black Thought is one of my underrated MCs too. It just sucks that he never really broke away from the roots and dropped his own album. And right. I can understand he's loyal to the band and all that, but he needs to give us an album, man. He getting old. He's getting up there. He needs to drop at least one album. I think they're good now. Um, considering, so he uh, he did the interview afterwards, uh, full 24 hours later with Jimmy with Fallon. With Jimmy Fallon, because he saw how big that was. Right. Even though I kind of honestly side note, I look at Jimmy Fallon pretty sideways ever since he had a whole ass nigga on his show. Yeah. But, go on. Um, but hey, same time, he put one of our... Arguably one of the greatest acts on as the home the house band. So yeah, and then he know. also had Trump on there rubbing his fucking toupee. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Jimmy. Um, but what they were, what he was saying was was that they're actually getting into executive producing some TV shows now. Like they got one that's coming out on AMC pretty soon. Well, good, that's the um, So if you're looking for oh, a Black yeah. Thought solo album, it's gonna be. Oh yeah, the Roots were also the theme song for WWE's Clash of Champions. That's that what's up. Pretty dope. Um, there was a line in the midst of all this. Just great bars after bar after bar. Um, there was a line that I wanted to highlight around the 720 mark. Um, I am a walking affirmation that imagination and focus and patience gets you closer to your aspirations. Jesus. Now, I, don't, I can't make it sound as good because I'm not doing it as the, at the same cadence. But the way he was But the way rapping. he put that in, though. Because I, I finally got an opportunity to listen to it um, on the way to the Jay-Z show. Just because, again, I've been busy with traveling and then just mm-hmm. other stuff. My uh, reactions were pretty much this, the same as uh, as Flex, for sure. Like, <laughs> just, just, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> ugly faces, left and right. Um, so, shout out to Black Thought on that. Um, next one was Nerd. No one ever really dies, and both of us just came to the agreements. This was just sound in the background. It was background music, man. It was the most overhyped shit. Everyone was just so excited for NERD to drop their first album in, like, I don't know how many years. Ever since it was announced when Lemon dropped with Rihanna, everyone was losing their damn minds. And- Lemon was cool, but... In the like, it wore off right away after I heard it. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I was, it was over dope it. Dope when I heard it, and then after I was like, uh, okay. I'm not gonna revisit it. And it's just Pharrell and Pharrell. Always, I think why people are so excited because they they're excited that it was the first album back, and they wanted that nostalgia feeling. They wanted that nerd that they heard. Like, what was the last one in my mind? That was a no. That was a Pharrell album, right? Yeah. What was the last nerd album? I don't even the remember. clones, whatever. One of those albums. I don't even think it was that. I think the clones was Neptune's. Neptune's, yeah. I'm trying to think what their album was called. I forgot. It was the first that was the one with the boom that shit. And yeah, everyone just everyone just wanted to get that album. They wanted they wanted that sound. But the thing about Pharrell, he doesn't think about the past. He thinks about the future. So his album sounded like two thousand and three hundred. <laughs> his album was futuristic. And granted, Rihanna had a great features. Wale had a great feature. Kendrick, Andre three thousand, they all did their thing. But it was just this is blah to me. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, it was, the thing it is, is that like like girl was better than this. To be honest, yeah, I mean, this is another solo. But see, what I was 
what I brought up to you was, I mean, he had Kendrick on two tracks and he had Andre 3000 and I wasn't really paying attention. Like I tried to pay attention, but it just, it was was like, uh, all right. Cause the production overpowered it. Damn. Right. I don't know what else you offer. What? There ain't no more to it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So let's go to something else. Happy G easy dropped. G easy dropped. Um, which we both were excited. I was excited. I was interested in it. Cause he said he filmed the movie for it and he did all this other stuff. And I was thinking the whole album was going to be a big concept. And it was just nothing more than a regular ass Jeezy album to yeah. me. Um, it started off good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, pray for me and him and I with Halsey. Yep. Uh, of course, my favorite joint, No Limit. Well, of course, everyone's the big, favorite. The, yeah, big record from that. And then as soon as we got done with Pick Me Up, going into Goddamn, that's when I was like, oh, this is literally a tale of two sides. Because mm-hmm. the second half of it was just so <coughs> underwhelming. It was like a chore to listen to. And really, the first half of it wasn't... I'm not going to say the first half was bad. I enjoyed the first half. Yeah. But the first half wasn't, like, that big yeah. extravagant sound to, you know, say, well, the second half was underwhelming, but it, yeah. you can meet in the middle. It was yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it was 19 tracks. Was it like 19 20. tracks? 20 tracks. So if you had 20 tracks, you better come with some heat, man. Right. At least. Especially if you drop in the same day as another fucking certain white rapper, you better come with that heat. Because he probably... He could have had a chance to have the best album out of it but no he dropped the ball just like marshall but we'll get to him in a bit <laughs> and i know y'all waiting for it <laughs> <laughs> anyway so and after cheesy dropped jeezy dropped chisel so uh my favorite rapper's favorite trapper <laughs> went ahead and he dropped his album pressure and um Vintage Jeezy. That's pretty much what this album was. And what, what, well, so for the hardcore Jeezy fans, we already know it's not a Jeezy album unless the first track got them signature sounding ass horns to let you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And the opening track, Spider, mm-hmm. the horns was banging, the reverb and the delays was cracking, mm-hmm. and we was ready to go. And it jumped right into Cold Summer with T Grizzly. And then in a major way with Payroll Giovanni. That's really the first time I ever heard of Payroll Giovanni. And he actually developed, he put in a good verse. And I was like, I want to know more about this cat. Mm-hmm. Um, when it got to floor seats, this is it and bottles up. That's when I got nervous. Because mm-hmm. it just was, it was this wave of just tracks where I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Because it's starting to hit that blah type feeling. Yeah. Even with 2 chains and his chemistry, I just yeah. was not feeling the production. And I did not like the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got to the valet interlude. And I got pissed off. Not because it was bad. It was too damn good and it was short. Yeah, it was a minute 58. And I'm like, wait, because it starts coming in. I'm like, okay, I can rock with this. And all of a sudden it starts fading out. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no where are you no, going? No. It was like, well, what do you think was worse? Beach is better with Hove or this song? Oh, that's a tough one. Because Beach is better. That's That that was purposely short. You could tell there was more well, to that song. Beach is better was more gratifying. Mm. Because he did a lot in such a little and amount just of time. One, less and than you one wa- minute. And you wanted more as yeah. a result of it. This one, you wanted more because it was just, wait, there's more to go. Like, come on, man, finish this. So then I was like, oh, man. Then we got to respect and respect from that point. It just started picking back up uh-huh. to what I thought was. So we're all anticipating, which we'll get to, American Dream being the highlight. To mm. me, the highlight of this was pressure Yeah, with Kodak Black and YG. Mm. Um, yeah. That was. G-Funk-ass production. And then Kodak actually delivering a nice verse. And then YG just coming in and stealing the damn show. Riding that beat. Just uh, the only way a West Coast artist could do. Mm. It's amazing. I felt American Dream was a little bit better just off Cole's verse alone. 
Right, but it was soon, we'll, we'll get to that um, because like them and the life were two of those big production s uh, dynamic sounds, mm-hmm. and all the features on that fit well. Tory Lanez and Rick Ross had good chemistry with them. Oh yeah, and then Wizkid out of him nowhere, and Rick, him and Rick Ross are like doing tracks like nothing together. Oh, it's now. amazing. I know. Should have been doing a long time ago, but it is what it is. I don't know, right? Um, I didn't know much about Wizkid before this, but Wizkid, man, that was a dope-ass contribution he laid. And then hearing Trey Songs, I'm like, shit, that's right. Trey Songs actually did drop an album this year. I forgot. Yeah, it don't matter. It was yeah. forgettable. Um, so then we get to American Dream. Cole wrapped his ass off on that. It was vintage mixtape. It was warm-up mixtape, Cole, on that. Yeah. And people were disappointed about Kendrick because all he really did was just rap a bridge. And it looked like he was about to rap, and then it just ended. I was I was cool with it. Me too. It was just Kendrick just held back. Everyone was... I remember people were telling me that I went to the session. They were DMing me, texting me, saying, oh, shit, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick got... I mean, J. Cole washed Kendrick. And I was like, okay. Like, y'all... Because y'all know I'm a Kendrick fan. Y'all expect me to fucking react to that? <laughs> like, I don't care. J. Cole's cool. And I heard the record. And J. Cole rapped his ass off. Kendrick just held back. <laughs> I don't even think necessarily he held back. I think he was just like, I'm just going to vibe to this because y'all, y'all already, like, because the thing of it is, is that if you actually listen to Jeezy's verse, yeah. that was Thug Motivation 101 Jeezy. Like, yeah. that was Trapper Die Jeezy. Like, he held his own. And then, and then War- Cole, like you said, Cole came in with the mixtape. So, so I, from Kendrick's point of view, it's just like, what's the point? Let's just ride. Like, let's just vibe. Because you know I'll destroy all yeah. of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll destroy all of y'all on this if I really want to, but I would be nice to you guys. I think that's because I guess the fans didn't get what they want, like some right. fucking Star Wars fans. Um, but. And then it closed out with Snow Season, which was a nice way to close it out. Overall, I didn't like how it faded out. I mean, overall, I, I, I appreciated this record. Mm. I enjoyed it. It was a good record. Now, are you, are you ready? No. No, 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 no. I said, are you ready? No. Well, for the millions of stands <laughs> all across the globe. <sighs> Let's, Let's get, get ready to trash it. <laughs> <sighs> Eminem. Revival. Revival. The floor is yours. I'm not going to talk for a while. This is, this is your time to talk. Go ahead. Okay. Now, mind you, before you talk, <laughs> I just want to remind the listeners all over who listen to us that we pushed our list back one extra week so we could try to fit this album in. And at the end of the day, the album isn't even on the list because it didn't even make that pushback. So that is why you're getting one more original content episode before we decide to give you another episode solely with our list. But continue. Uh, y'all. Y'all know I'm an Eminem fan. Y'all know this. If y'all followed me on Twitter for the longest time. Stan. Stan. I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy Stan. I'm not going to write my, I'm not going to go and write him letters every damn day and shit like that. But why he ain't writing to me? But I made it process to really support Eminem on everything he does. Because I hold him near and dear to me. Like from my childhood and shit like that. And I've listened to him from Slim Shady to the Eminem show pretty much throughout everything and the one album i really hold really near and dear to my heart during the second half of his career during his comeback was relapse now why do i hold relapse near and dear to me because he was gone for four years and it was the longest time i ever went we ever went without hearing slim shady and all that original content and shit right so when i heard relapse he rapped exactly he came back exactly how i wanted him to be 
I wanted him to be Slim Shady. He was comfortable being Slim Shady. That's who he was. And I hold it near and dear to me because at his core, Relapse is exactly who Eminem is. All right? So then Recovery and all that shit came out and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Recovery was was all right, but it was too mainstream. It was it, it was mainstream M. M kept who he was, but it was just mainstream. Marshall Matters LP2, I've went on record, and I'll say it once, I'll say it again, that should have been his last album. He went back and closed off everything. And I and I even went on Twitter and I said if we could if we when Revival was about to come out and I heard Walk on Water, me and JC said it was really and but I can understand it should not have been the first single. Am I right, JC? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it should not have been the first single at all. So I kicked back. So pretty much when the album was about to come out, I kicked back and I went on Twitter and I said that if relapse was him facing his demons, recovery is him overcoming his demons and the marshmallows lp2 was finding closure revival he's gonna be refreshed and he's gonna start new so untouchable came out i was very am about that but it was kind of cool the track list came out i was worried and then the whole reports about it and i was worried so the album dropped or it leaked first and i go on twitter and everybody and their mama's dissing it, including core Eminem fans that like relapse like me, core Eminem fans. And they were telling me, because I couldn't listen to it at the time, they were telling me this isn't that good, bro. On first listen, I'm not going to re-listen to this. And I was like, okay, maybe they're being too fucking harsh on this. And these are people that listen to, to Eminem, like how I listen to them, and they say, this isn't really that good. People saying how trash it was. So, all right. So I get home, I download the album, and I was scared. But I listened to Walk on Water, it was cool. I was like, okay, whatever. And then you go right into Believe, and M's rapping his ass off like always. I'm like, okay, this is the Marshall I know. This is the Eminem I know and shit like that. Then we get the Chloroseptic Septic with Fresher, and it was a different flow. The hook was just like kind of very Migos-like, but it was like, okay, I can deal with this. Then we get to Untouchable. And then we get to the Ed Sheeran single with River. And then I was like, okay, this is really mainstream. Hmm. And then we get to Remind Me. And then I'm just like, hmm. And then we get to fucking Like Home, which should have been the first single. But I'm still very, hmm. And then Bad Husband. And then I'm not liking the way this shit's going. And this is this is on my first listen. I'm just listening to it sonically and his verses and shit. And nothing was hitting me. Nothing like how his previous albums hit me. Nothing was hitting me. And then the production just sounded so very popish and rockish. And it's like, this isn't an Eminem album. What the fuck is this shit? I couldn't. And then it just, when it, and then it got to the point midway through. I think when I got to, I'll say, Need Me with Pink, which has absolutely no business being on an Eminem album. That song, Need Me, with Pink, has absolutely no reason to be on an Eminem album. Maybe a Pink album, but it has no reason being on that shit. I started tuning out, and I never did that on an Eminem album before. Never. Never in my life have I ever tuned out on an Eminem album. And I'm just sitting back like, what happened to my boy? (laughs) (laughs) So... Excuse me, I'm trying to get over this cold. 
I'm like really just like in shock. And what really frustrates me the most, because I tell JC the same shit, shit about Eminem. I always tell him, he tells me that he doesn't have it no more. And I'm like, no, he doesn't when he wants to. And a clear examples of when he wants to is Framed, Offended, and the last two tracks, Castle and Arose. On those tracks, he is focused, he's staying on topic, and he's doing, like, especially with um, Framed and Offended, he's on that Slim Shady shit, and he's just rapping. And this is exactly, and it's Eminem at his core. And it's just like, yes, this is who you are. Stay like this. Especially on Believe, that's Eminem. It's just like, okay, just stay that. Just Why couldn't you just build the album around this shit? You know what I mean? And then when it got to the last two tracks, like Castle and A Rose, which is like a message to his daughter and pretty much talking about his death and shit like that, those were fucking amazing. But it didn't make up for the rest of the album. And then I just sat back. as When I was done listening to it, I just sat back and I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, "This is, is this really trash? Is this really bad? And then... I had to sleep on it. Then the next morning, I was like, this was fucking trash. I listened to some trash-ass shit. And when we were walking, when we were waiting in line to see Star Wars, I told JC, this album offended me. As an Eminem fan, this album offended me. Because this isn't who he is. I'm like, nah, my nigga, this is not you. This is like, what the fuck? Like, you dropped the ball on this shit. You really dropped the ball. And you and when you have all these great albums from Kendrick Lamar, from his labor mate Kendrick Lamar, from Jay Z dropping four forty four, he should have came in and cleaned house and let people remind people on who the fuck he is. This album, it sounded, it had no direction. Revival had absolutely no direction. He was talk, he could talk about, he was talking about love for four songs, and he's talking about fuck Trump for like a few songs, and then he's saying some other bullshit over some other random shit. It was literally all over the place, and I don't know what his goal was before this album. Like, was he just trying to um, get out of his Interscope sound um, um, contract? I don't know what was going on, and it just boggled my mind because it was like, dude, you can rap. And this is like the second day. I remember when I was listening, when I was waiting for JC, I was gonna re-listen to the album, but I couldn't bring myself to listen to it. So I listened to the Marshmallows LP, the first one, when everything made sense. And I started crying. Well, not really. I didn't start crying. But I was angry. <laughs> Am I right, JC? You did start crying. I didn't start crying, nigga. You had you had that uh that Denzel and Glory, that single tear. <laughs> <laughs> like that album was just whooping your ass. <laughs> you couldn't do much, but just let that one single tear just fly down. <laughs> anyway, but JC was always telling me he don't got it no more. And I'm just like, yes, he does have it. He, I hear it in the album. He, But when I say when he feels like it, it's just for songs, not for a whole album. He doesn't have it for a whole album no more. And that really, it pained me as a fan. I couldn't defend this shit. I could, I remember back in the day when Encore dropped, I was defending it. And when you look back on it, it made me appreciate Encore a little bit more. Because even when he was on drugs he, and he was on some goofy shit, he still put out a halfway decent album. But this shit? You're sober? It was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Shit. And me and JC just had this whole conversation because I was just so angry. And I couldn't even bring myself to listen to the album again. So then when I was sick, no, actually, when we were on our way to the Jay-Z concert, I went back because I I just wanted to just really sit back and listen to it, including reading the lyrics from Genius with all the lyrics were up there. 
and I actually listened to it, especially just mainly his lyrics, because I, I guess the production was what really turned me off. And when I was really listening to it, he was spitting and was spitting his ass off. Some song, there was some corny ass lines on there. A lot of them escaped my mind. JC would probably remind me, but there was some very corny lines on there. But he was spitting. He was experimenting with his flows and shit. My only gripe with it is just the production. It was too poppy for me. And it was just like, dude, this isn't you. This whole time, back in 2000, when you were on the Marshmallows LP and you were dissing all these pop stars and people were calling you pop, you literally became a pop star. Like, they sound very stadium status shit, especially Need Me. I'm still stuck on that track because it's like the audacity of them putting that song on an Eminem album. This is the same dude who made Kim. 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 He made Kim. Now bleed, bitch, bleed that Eminem. <laughs> and he has this song with Pink called Need Me, the most poppy song ever. And yeah, he's spinning, but that did not need to be on an Eminem album. That could have been on Pink's album. And the thing about it, these records, like the pop records, they are not that bad, but there's two. They're not that bad at the end of the day, but they don't need to be on an Eminem album. The, the Kalani record, that was cool, but that could have been on a separate Eminem album. Because, you know, JC, like on the last two albums, Recovery and um, Marshmallow's LP2, they had two pop singles with Rihanna, right? And yeah. they and they stuck out like a sore thumb. Those were That's what these records were. They stuck out like a sore thumb. If they would have just separated them and put them on separate albums, then maybe it could have worked. Because he would have got a number one single out of one of them, but... When you put them all on there, like to me, it just sounds like to me his manager just convinced him. You know what? His manager said, "Yo, you need to become more pop, and you need like we need to like fucking um, invade the entire chart. So let's get all these pop acts and let's just try to fucking you know fuck up the charts." That's I told you from the get go. I felt like they picked that Beyonce single just off name value, just so it could top the charts. And the one thing that I that they failed to realize is Beyonce singles never t- cracked the top ten like that. That's just Rihanna. So maybe if Rihanna would have sang that song, maybe. But other than that, Walk on Water, even though it is a decent song, it's not a fucking single. And everything else, man, I could just go on and on about this album. And it's like I said, when I re-listen to it, when I keep re-listening to it, it's not that bad of an. It's like he's still rapping, and the. Great records that remind me of who he is, and he's rapping normal on it. He's rapping normal on these two records, on those few records. I'm like, oh, so you still know how to do this? It's like to me, his brain is just scattered all over the place. He doesn't. He's kind of losing motivation to fucking keep making like to stay on topic and shit. Because, like I said, on the Marshmallows LP two, he covered pretty much everything, right? On Marshmallows LP two, he it would have been perfect had he just ended on that note and just stuck to producing and just. And just stuck to producing and just pushing out all his other artists and maybe drop some tracks here and there just to remind people who he is. I would have been happy with that and just kind of secretly work on an album and not release anything until you feel you're ready. Because those four tracks in there. Yeah. And Dr. Dre had nothing to do with this album. He only he only produced one track. And in his little interview, he said straight up that Dr. Dre was taking a break while he was recording the album. So he was stick sticking with Rick Rubin. And that's what that was a problem right there. Rick Rubin needs to stay the fuck away from Eminem. Skylar Gray needs to stay the fuck away from Eminem. Alex the Kid needs to stay with stay the fuck away from Eminem. You niggas need to appreciate fucking relapse because that was the only album, the last album where Eminem and Dr. Dre collaborated with each other. You know what Revival reminded me of? 
What's that? There's a story that Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, and Bruce Sweden, the engineer, say up talk about when they do Thriller. When they recorded the album, they were done mixing it, the first mix, right? Mm-hmm. And they decided to play the full album in its entirety for the first time so they could be like, yeah, we're going to turn it in. They were all hyped about it. They were excited. So they started playing the album, right? Mm-hmm. And then slowly but surely, Michael slipped out the room, right? Then after that, Quincy Jones slipped out the room. And then they were just looking. Bruce Wayne looked around. They were all, and this is like midway through the album. They're like, what's going on? So they go out there and they realize that the first mix of this album is trash. The first mix of Thriller was trash. Eminem didn't have that moment on Revival. When he played the first mix of this shit, nobody slipped out the room. They all looked at him like, yeah, yeah, M, this is going to be big. He has too many yes men around him. He said Paul Rosenberg tells him no all the damn time. He didn't tell him no enough. He was just thinking about them dollar signs. This album was disrespectful to every stand out there in the world. I don't give a damn. And I'm an M fan saying this shit, so don't say I'm biased towards this nigga. He's still my favorite rapper, and he disappointed me with this bullshit. I gotta defend Encore now. I'm thinking, I'm looking at Encore like it's Thriller now. Ain't that some shit? Huh? <sighs> shit, I'm pissed me off. Now I'm fucking talking about this shit now. And I'm probably gonna listen to it. <laughs> shit, man. And like JC said, like he probably don't have it no more. Honestly. I don't even know if he still... He just needs to hang it up. And one thing that really established my review for this album, because over the weekend, I was watching a whole bunch of reviews for Star Wars and Revival, just to kind of make my mind up about Revival, about that album in particular. And this one dude named Sean C. on um, YouTube, he broke it down in his Final Thoughts video, and he said he left this question that really just established it for me. He said... If this album was the first time you ever heard Eminem, just disregard Marshall Mathers LP and his back catalog, everything you know about him, Dr. Dre and everything. If this was your first time ever hearing Eminem, would you like this album or would you like this artist? And I said, no, he'll just be a more edgier g Easy to me. And <laughs> I'm being real with you. He'll be a more edgier g Easy, MGK, all them nuggets. That's who he would be to me. If I did not know who he was, yeah. So that was my final review. And if I could give it a f- out of four stars, I'll give this shit a two and a half. Not even a two. Just a solid two. Just for those tracks that remind me of who Slim Shady is and Eminem is. I'll, it'll just be a two. So, um, yeah, I hope you stands are happy about that review. You done? Now you can laugh. Oh, no, I, I was going to actually give mine. Um, so I did my first listen <laughs> on Twitter. I completely trashed it. Um, but I went back and listened to it uh, two more times. Um, wasn't as bad as how I trashed it. Now, in saying that, it's still pretty bad. It's, it's a badass album. Like it's, It wouldn't have made our list. Let's put it to you that way. Yeah. It would not have made it. Of all the great music that dropped this year, M really dropped the ball. He completely dropped it. I'm sorry, Marshall. You dropped it, bro. If you ever hear this, you really dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, you knew it was bad when Joe Budden roasted the shit. When he roasted the Untouchable track, he knew what was to come. And he's on his fucking label. Well, not for now, but shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went back and listened to it. And it, just, it wasn't as bad as initially it sounded. Um, but that's because I was reading the lyrics along with it. See? So I was like, okay, well, he's he's still spitting. But 
Dog, that production, man. It's the production that fucking killed it for me. And like he picks the most people say that Nas picks trash beats, Eminem pick. I don't know who his A and R is for these type of beats. Cause he's thinking of stadium stacks. I know he's touring a lot. And he's going in this big ass stadium shits. But he wants like that big fucking sound and shit like that. And that's why he got Alex the Kid. Cause that Need Me track, I keep going back to that track. That song with Pink is stadium status music. Same with yeah. that Alicia Keys record that I that isn't really that bad, but I told you. That Alicia Keys track, like, what's it called? Like Home? It doesn't matter. I don't know. It's like trash. Um, that should have been the first single. Yeah, that, that pink record is, that's that's inexcusable, the fact that, that was, for the first two, almost two and a half minutes, she was singing. Her. It was just her for two verses. Um, so that's inexcusable. Like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm lightweight sidetracked because, of course, it's Monday, and this is a special, very special Monday to me. And many Lakers fans across the globe. And Kobe fanatics across the globe. Because we are retiring not one, but two motherfucking jerseys for this man by one organization. The first NBA player to have that done. So I'm a little sidetracked at the moment. Um, now I'm trying to re- catch my thoughts. Eminem. Well, I, I know it's Eminem, man. But I'm just saying, if I were to listen to this album before going into tonight, I might not appreciate it. Because I'd be very pissed off at what M just presented to me. One goat gonna fuck up the night for another goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be that pissed. Um, but all I will say to you is, uh, once and for all, (laughs) Uh, fuck you, Jed York.